the Numinous Podcast with Carmen Spaniola. Hi there, and welcome to the Numinous Podcast, where we have interesting conversations with everyday folks about the mystery of life. I'm your host, Carmen Spaniola, joining you from the lands of the Lekwungen speaking peoples, the Songhees, and the Esquimalt First Nations, recently known as Victoria, BC, Canada. This is a special mini episode with just me. I'm our guest today because I want to take a moment to define what I believe makes someone a witch. Now that my cookbook, The Spirited Kitchen, is coming out, it's in stores on Samhain, October 31st, I'm being asked this question more often and and very often by folks who are nowhere near in this realm of witchcraft. So... I want to be clear about what to me makes a witch because there are two aspects I want to foreground, animism and activism. So personally, I love Instagram uh, witchcraft in the sense that I love seeing people's altars and spellcraft and ritual. I like the ability to be a solitary practitioner within a communal container like that where we can have mutuals and follow each other. Um, But animism and activism are two things that I think are absolutely core to my witchcraft. And I want to make that explicit for people because if we also take a step back and look back historically, those are fundamental aspects of of what historically uh, has made a witch in the uh, Western European tradition anyway. So animism. You've heard me talk about this in a couple of episodes. I don't understand how you could be a witch without being an animism, an animist. It just, it, that just doesn't make any sense to me. So animist is an identity I, I lead with and have led with since before I publicly declared myself a witch. Um, and I think that what we currently think of as sort of a, quote, witchcraft craze or whatever kind of... Um, I don't know, something that can be sort of said in a denigrating tone at times, like, oh, the the witchcraft craze or the trend on Instagram. I I think it's more than a trend. I think it's a movement. Um, But I think we we can say that there is a um, resurgence uh, of it. And I think the next wave of it, you know, 10 years from now, instead of talking about witches, we'll be talking about animists. I think that will be... Um, a more primary identity, because I think that's what really underpins witchcraft. So let's define animism. The first aspect is that you believe in the ensoulment of the, the world. And so that means that everything, not just humans, but animals, trees, stones, you know, landscapes, places, have a soul. They're, they have um, perhaps an oversoul. That's a a term that's been around for a few decades now. And so even though my dog, the rock, they they don't have the same consciousness as me, they are as aware of me as I am of them. And so if you believe in the ensoulment of of the world, then you, you you may have read or heard me talk about how that gives us an opportunity to touch into intersectionality uh, throughout the day. So intersectionality, a term coined by um, the scholar uh, Kimberly Crenshaw, um, talking about 
the, the intersections of oppression and identity. And if you are an animist and you believe that you are in a relationship with all of the other beings who are other than human, um, and that all of your, your experiences count and matter, then, you know, it's a dilemma for sure, because, you know, an animist doesn't believe in the um, hierarchy of consciousness. There, there's no greater consciousness, um, you know, an experience that a carrot is having of being ripped out of the soil may have a different quality of experience, but it is no less import than, say, a deer um, being uh, taken by a hunter. So for that reason, we have to grapple with these relationships all day long because there, there isn't a higher or letter, lesser order of existence as an animist. Um, and so already we can see how, of course, that becomes political. If the personal is political and the political is personal, um, now we can already see in my first point of animism that activism is a big part of uh, witchcraft. The activism piece, I think we could distill it down to not only moving through the world in a participatory way, so the witch is moving through as an animist. It means we're, we believe in a participatory universe where everything else is as aware of me, has its own needs, um, its own relationships. And so part of my duty of care as a witch is to protect what, what we call the commons, to protect the spaces that belong to all of us, not just the humans sharing it, but the animals, the insects, the waterways, etc. And so protection of the commons, protection of the oppressed is one of the main social roles of the witch. And um, it was because of capitalist, imperialist, white supremacist patriarchy and the enclosure of the commons, the privatization of the public and collective spaces um, that the folks who started to rebel and protest against that, who had, um, uh, you know, like the diggers, the people who would like dig up fences and the bread riots, you know, the, the people who would protest um, inflationary pricing and um, uh, gouging and things like that in, in what should have been collective resource. Those people were part of the um, oppression the, and the quelling of that that political uprising and and some of them were branded as witches so if i may i'm just going to read a page from the spirited kitchen uh, where i talk about the historic context for um for the the social role of the witch it's called a word on witchcraft although i'd been privately practicing witchcraft for a number of years it wasn't until 2014 when i read sylvia federici's indomitable book caliban and the witch women the body and primitive accumulation that i finally admitted publicly i'm a witch i'd studied the history of heresy and burning times and i read biographies of figures and cultures that were victims of the holy inquisition such as joan of arc and the Qatars. But it was Federici's work that transformed my life and my worldview as it pertains to witchcraft. 
Federici details how women's history has not been a linear progression from having fewer rights to more rights as we've been taught. Rather, we've experienced a fairly recent and rapid loss of rights and station, along with the naturalization of oppressive gender and class hierarchies that did not always exist. Through the privatization of the commons, the enslavement and genocide of black and indigenous peoples, the vilification of queer folk, Jews, Romani, and other resistors, and the subjugation of women and their bodies, society was transitioned from collectivism to feudalism to capitalism in just a few hundred years. One method of control over the masses was the terror campaign of the Holy Inquisition, the witch hunt that killed an estimated 50 million people, mostly women, in Europe. The subjugation of women was key to this economic transition because the means of subsistence, production of food, and transmission of intergenerational knowledge and cooperation, in other words, most forms of social power were fundamentally in their hands. As the noted Boer and patriarchy hype man, Francis Bacon once said, magic kills industry. The notion of witchcraft, in air quotes, was an invention of the 15th century as a negative rebrand of millennia old folk practice, which served to protect powerful, rich white people, mostly men, from the outrage of the people they enslaved and stole from. Eventually, in the 19th century, to create a more disciplined workforce and diffuse social protest, Federici writes, all forms of collective sociality and sexuality, including sports, games, dances, ale wakes, festivals, and other group rituals that had been a source of bonding and solidarity among workers, were banned. So all that to say, my friends, if resisting oppression, reclaiming my body as my own, praying to my ancestor tree, fighting for collective liberation, and organizing around a culture of care and dignity for all makes me a witch, my friend, I am that. So that's one page. It's not all that wordy, but that felt... Um, important to note early on in the book um, to, to ground what it is I'm talking about when I'm talking about witchcraft. Yes, it's the wheel of the year. Yes, it's festivals. Yes, it's changing consciousness at will using magic. Yes, it's manifesting. But at its core, the fundament is the very key social role that witchcraft plays animism, so being relational, and activism, protecting those who can't protect themselves, protecting our spaces, protecting a, a life way, a way of being where, as uh, my recent guest, Aaron Fairchild of Journal of the Psalter said, everyone gets cared for because everyone cares. So I really hope that Anyone who's new to witchcraft, 
this is sort of my shout out right now, my, my listener shout out is to all the newbie witches just starting to explore this identity, this path. If any of this resonated with you, I hope you'll consider coming to Witches New Year on October 15th and 16th. And even if you can't make it live, there's going to be recordings. It's priced at just $35 a ticket with sliding scale available. And you get all 10 sessions with recordings at no additional cost. So it's a superb value. And this two-day event is all about supporting the exploration and the creativity and the self-expression of the witch within the witch archetype uh, witches new year is for new and experienced witches but also the witch adjacent you don't have to identify as a witch some of our speakers totally don't and also the witch curious so if this is new to you you're you are welcome you don't have to know the first thing about witchcraft to come to witches new year we'll 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 welcome you in welcome into the circle and remember if you purchase three copies of the spirited kitchen you'll get a free ticket so I want to say, if you've already purchased a copy and you're thinking, oh, well, you know, I could gift that to some people, um, but I've already submitted my receipt to get my first bonus, don't worry about it. You just come back to my website and resubmit your receipt, just saying that you have three copies now, and it'll automatically know that you've already submitted and like it will send you a free ticket. So go ahead and purchase the book at any retailer you want. And then come back to my website and click on the cookbook tab to find where to submit your receipt and get the bonuses. It's all there on my website at carmenspaniola.com. C-A-R-M-E-N-S-P-A-G-N-O-L-A. Until next time, take care. <music>